Welcome to Punch Card Investing, a weekly show dedicated to all things value investing. Whether it be analyzing companies, pitching ideas, or discussing moves by the best investors in the world, we're trying to get one step closer to punching an investment off of our cards. Let's Let's get get started. All right, let's get started. A lot of stuff going on in in some of our favorite stocks here on Punchcard Investing with Alibaba, and we'll talk a bit about SRG as well. So a lot of things happening there, and certainly a lot happening with Alibaba in just the last week that we're learning about. So uh, we'll definitely be getting into that. Tom, I feel like I just talked with you because I did just talk with you today, right before this, or a few hours ago. We we filmed an episode for your podcast, so excited for that to drop. and uh, yeah, I haven't seen Karin in a while. How, you've been traveling around, right? How, how have you been? Oh, good. How have you been, Mr. Very Good Credit Score? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, that, that is a, a Twitter reference. Um, Tom was asking for questions for the show. And uh, someone, Tom Tom actually called me uh, uh, Jack, Mr. Business Duffley. I'm like, okay, I've never been called that before. <laughs> and someone said it should be a, uh, Mr. Mr. Good Credit Score. And I corrected it. It's actually very good credit score. We should score, have a but... competition in the comments, like the best uh, title for Jack. <laughs> yeah. Yes. A lot of them, uh, the alternatives mostly had to do with debt. But anyways, <laughs> um, before we get into today's video, just need to remind everyone to Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. So you don't miss next week's episode and the many weeks after that. We try to put out an episode every week. We did have to skip last week, unfortunately, but that's pretty rare. We, we typically will have an episode every single week around this time with daylight savings. Timing can change a bit. So apologies for that for our live audience. Uh, but if you are here live, always feel free to leave some questions, comments in the, in the chat, and we'll try to get to some of those as we move along. Um, and, also, be sure to check out the links in the description as well. You got some discounts to Seeking Alpha and to ShareSite. You can check that out. They have free versions as well. If you use our link and then eventually switch to a premium plan, we might get a commission. So we'd appreciate if you took a look. Otherwise, with that said, uh, I guess we should start with Alibaba, right? Because that, that was some pretty major news coming off of uh, what's been a rocky couple of years and really since uh, Charlie Munger bought the stock. It's just been a pretty harsh ride down with occasional blips back up. Now we're uh, hovering around the $100 mark after a pretty major announcement here. I'm pulling up the filing now that they're planning to split up into six major business groups. That is each of the businesses that Alibaba currently owns will be separately listed. So uh, essentially spinning everything off. And that uh, caused the stock to surge something, I think, like 15% in a day. So the market seemed to like it. But then again, we've seen some major moves upwards and downwards in Alibaba seemingly every week. So uh, we'll see how much momentum is carried there. I don't want to talk. I'm talking too much like a day trader right now. (laughs) Anyways, let's get back to this. I don't know what your guys' initial reaction to this was. It seemed to be pretty positive across the board uh, from investors, but uh, wondering what your guys' thoughts are. I think we should pause. We've just got a, a world record super chat, I think. Uh, we've we got a couple of super chats. Oh, chats. my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dart. <laughs> Appreciate it. I, I was off uh, on the other tab here. Um, thank you, Siddharth, for the $100 super chat. That is, that is uh, definitely a world record. Um, he, he says, congrats to Karan, um, best wishes, and 
and thanks, you know who this is. Um, Tom and I have also chatted through Matt, Matt Peterson. Won't leave Jack out. Hi. <laughs> Keep up the good stuff. Cool. Well, Sets thank you. Man. Thanks for that. <clears throat> we also got... We also have not another to, not, one to be, not to be overshadowed. We got another from KK Investing. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> saying Tom's channel is moving markets. Uh, I don't... I don't know, maybe. Uh, I hope not. (laughs) That wasn't the intention. Yeah. When did you release release some news with with Matt Matt Peterson saying he sold it? Uh, I I guess Tom is on CNBC's level now. So (laughs) financial financial news, moving things around. Yeah, we should get into that after Alibaba because um, Matt's, Matt's letter has since come out as well. <clears throat> I guess that podcast was a bit of a precursor to his letter in many ways, but he's got uh, like a valuation breakdown and stuff in his letter, a little table of calculating liquidation value. So, Right on. Um, okay, well, yeah, snapping back to Alibaba then. Um, not sure if you guys had like an initial reaction here. Uh, I'm... I didn't feel too surprised seeing this because I think um, like Tom, you're actually talking about in your, in your, um, in some of the analysis that you've done, you've talked about the sum of the parts valuation. And this really kind of goes to that theory that that's really what Alibaba is. It's a, it's a bunch of sub businesses within an overarching structure. Um, and maybe this will just make it easier to value those things since they'll all have public listings. Uh, so is that that's where my mind kind of went. Not sure what you thought when you saw this. Well, yeah, I think that's one of the things they may be trying to do is, is I don't know, make the value clearer to the market. Although the stock market isn't a isn't a stupid place. Like there's some reasonably intelligent people out there who you you would think would know how to value companies. Um, but I think we should also make it clear they're not all going to IPO straight away. They'll each mm-hmm. sort of mess around if and when they want to do that at some point in the future. But they right. will um, sort of separate companies, separate CEOs, separate board of directors. Um. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure how it's how it's going to play out, really. But pretty major move. I wonder how much of this has to do with maybe regulatory pressures or something along well, those lines. <laughs> um, just trying to trying to move it. Um, trying to move, you know, move away from like a giant conglomerate target. I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but granted, it's all still technically going to be within the same ownership. Uh, but maybe that limits that risk. I mean, it's at least less um, regulatory scrutiny as a platform company. I mean, they normally, it's pretty much the bear market where Chinese stocks kind of started with Alibaba. And I feel like it's kind of ending with Alibaba too. Like with Jack Ma's speech, it began. And then with this restructuring, I think we're starting to see like a bit of an inflection point for regulators backing off of Chinese tech and, well, this is the result of it. Yeah. How do you guys see that? Well, it might be a little uh, too early to call uh, that this is the end of the, <laughs> the bear market, but maybe it, it is. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is. Um, but uh, wasn't it? I feel like the, the stock was at 115 uh, just like a few weeks ago, and it's not even at that level yet. Just it's crazy just seeing how much it bounces up and down for you get some bad news about something between China and the U S or whatever. You get some bad fundamental news and you get some good fundamental news and just keeps bouncing back and forth, uh, kind of around this level. Um, and yeah, I wonder if this, is this going to be the, the real key to break it out of that? Um, 
maybe, but it's, it's kind of hard to say because it's still within the same general macro environment as before, I would think. And that seems to be what's driving a lot of the pricing uh, lately with, with China, not, not too much with the fundamentals, at least if I had to, if I had to make my guess for as to why stuff's moving the way it is. It wouldn't have gotten so cheap if it wasn't for all the other stuff. I mean, if it was just based yeah. on business fundamentals, you wouldn't have exactly. never gotten that price of like, I think it was a bit below 200 billion. So, right. So, right. yeah. I don't yeah. see Ant Financial mentioned here, though. Maybe am I missing it? Or? Well, I, I think the. Uh, is it uh, other investments mentioned somewhere in there? I think it would all just live in the Alibaba parent company, which. Um, yeah, I guess there's no change from current. That's how that's how I imagine it would work. What do you think? I mean, I don't. They didn't mention it, so I'm like, there must be a good reason for that. And I think I'll just probably add on like the layering. It's very clear that you know they've kind of they kind of structured the narrative in a certain way. Like Jack Ma comes back, they announce a restructuring. It's I, I don't know. As someone who's just like been observing this for like the last two ish years, it just seems like that's the kind of reason why I thought, you know, it's kind of the end of the bear market for China tech. It's because again, the narrative seems to have changed the reopening. Now it's all about the reopening and consumerism yeah. and everything. So fresh financial year starting today, I think. Might be starting, starting <laughs> in Feb. Yeah. But is this, is this going to be enough to kind of shake away that sort of macro environment narrative that just has overshadowed so much in the last couple of years? Maybe. I also kind of wonder how long this will take to actually shake out. Um, this, is, this is a lot of moving parts right here just to get through the actual setup. And I wonder what that would look like from a regulatory perspective. Um and just from like a back-end administrative business perspective, preparing every single one of these companies to go public separately, uh, that, that seems like a um, a big deal. Because we're not talking about a small company here. We're talking about all these companies would be quite large in their own right. Um, yeah. yeah. Just shows you how big Alibaba is already. One perspective that I haven't heard much about, like at least I haven't heard it anywhere else, it's this kind of seems like a it's a pseudo delisting because if the company is listed on the American exchange, right, it keeps spinning off shares and it has them all listed in the Hong Kong exchange. So, what exactly does the um, person holding like Baba on the New York Stock Exchange exactly hold? They hold Hong Kong listed shares held in this VIE structure. So it's it's kind of like how KWeb has, you know, it's although it's American listed, you're trading it in dollars, but it's holding Hong Kong shares. It's kind of the same structure. That's something I haven't really heard much from any other platform or anything else. How do you guys view that? So you're saying it's sort of removing these portions from one structure and moving it into another is kind of what you're getting at? or Yeah, so it's like you're holding... Baba, which is on the New York Stock Exchange. Right. But it's controlling, it's holding shares of the spin-off companies, which are all listed in Hong Kong dollars right. on the okay. Hong Kong Exchange. So moving the value from one exchange to another in a in a way. Um kind of. yeah. or I should say the derived value. Um 
it's like the delisting without delisting yeah yeah so so your take Karen is that all of this is a net positive there's no no major negatives here for you uh i see it as a net positive because they get more access to liquidity so that's the only positive that i see to it everything else is like neutral sort of not negative my knee jerk reaction seems like this would be administratively very hard but then again so would just keeping it all under one umbrella it's just a lot of stuff going on so i don't i don't know if it would really change a whole lot from an, from just like a company perspective trying to run all these things maybe maybe it would make it easier to further separate them out with each having very distinct teams even more so than now uh, but I think just that initial setup is just going to be a lot to get through. Um, and that's what I'm more unsure about for as to how long that's going to take, how expensive is that going to be? Is there going to be friction between certain things? Uh, it's not quite as easy as just sign, signing a few papers and listing. Be nice if it was. Yeah. Yeah. Board of, direct, board of directors aren't cheap. So yeah, if you need cool. six sets, yeah, I mean, <laughs> going to cost and they got and they got to know what they're doing you know <laughs> you get a few bad ones it's that's not going to be too good either i imagine a lot of it will be internal but still it'd be funny if every yeah, board uh, is the exact same people <laughs> yeah i mean like alibaba group and the and the q a session they had um i mean they said like they're still going to be controlling shareholders of all these subsidiaries um so if they start going too far off the rails um the Alibaba parent group can can pull them back still while they're while they're very major shareholders. One would think. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of obscurity about everything. Yeah. I mean, what how the how the golden shares treated? The golden shares that uh the government recently acquired in Alibaba and Tencent. Like, how are those going to factor in into these spin-offs? It's not clear. And none of the analysts asked that question. So If anyone knows, please let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need those high-level people, right? Yeah, yeah we got any high-level people in the we, chat. We, we need connections with high-level people ASAP. Um, yeah. Does this news have you guys wanting to buy more, or does it change the equation at all, or is it just you'll take it and we'll see what happens? Yeah, I'm probably on the wait-and-see camp, to be honest. Yeah. How about you? I would probably be more comfortable switching over slightly to KWeb because if um, the subsidies are all spun off at some point, they'll probably be included in KWeb. So just kind of hold that as long as like KWeb and Tencent, uh, KWeb is not like 50% Tencent and Alibaba because of all the spinoffs. It's all okay. Yeah. You are a KWeb aficionado. <laughs> It's it's a concentrated ish ETF, which is yeah. rare. So, yeah, yeah. If they were all if they were all equally undervalued, which of the do you, do you have any of those six that are kind of your favorite business unit, or or not really? I would stick to Taobao Timon because um, it's just that's kind of what the basis has been so far. Uh, to get into Alibaba, like I get it, cloud has the potential. Everyone's talking about cloud and the growth and. It's just starting, and you know, within the next three years, the cloud will double, sorry, triple. But um, that'll be like a wait and watch. Like, and I would just like to stick to something that has been successful in the past. So, you know, kind of going with the Taobao Timo business. What about you? I tend to agree. Yeah. 
You don't want that. That's where all the cash flow comes from. But you don't want that that flashy upside. (laughs) The flashy upside, high multiple. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's hard to say. Like, um, (laughs) yeah, like a lot of people are out there saying uh, Alibaba. Alibaba Cloud should be worth like 10 times sales or something crazy, but um, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens when it's actually public, if it, if it does IPO at some point. The global digital business, the international business, that's also very interesting. Lazada and Trendyol, Deraz, AliExpress. That's, that would probably be the second most interesting one. But yeah, let's yeah definitely. See. Yeah, seems to be much, certainly much faster growing than the China commerce businesses, but um it's not. But, it's not kind but, of at a really profitable scale yet. But then, but then it's a goddamn retailer. <laughs> yes, that, this is true. Well, some parts of it. Ooh, super chat, by the way. Mister from Jobu. Like is that one of those ones that's a sticker again? Uh, probably. Please describe what the sticker is, Tom. One moment. You're our chief sticker <laughs> analyst. I'm not on the stream right now. Hang on. Our our CSA. Hmm, what do we got? No, no sticker. Just just a dollar ninety nine. Oh, I appreciate it, Joe Boo. No, thanks, Joe. <laughs> um. All right. So then, <laughs> what now? What do we What do we do with Alibaba? Um. This someone who has a question about leaps. Um we can make a comment about that. I mean, so in this situation, leaps probably would not be ideal because you wouldn't know how the spun off businesses are treated. So like you're safer holding the shares. At least that's my thought. Um, That's what I would do. So, yeah. Yeah. But if the, the, sorry, go ahead, Jack. No, you you got it. Um, I was going to say, if the, if, if something spun out, uh wouldn't that wouldn't that adjust the strike price generally but or depends on if the spin-off is like in terms of shares or is it in terms of cash if it's spun off in terms of shares what value are you going to ascribe to it how much is going to decrease by it? that's all variables you unknown, might have to deal with it's unknowable yeah, yeah. so leaps are best to go for if in situations where there's no dividend there's no Spin-off, basically, it's just like straight. You expect like capital gains, and yeah, nothing that would trash the share price. Even if your return as a normal shareholder wouldn't really be affected, um, but as a options holder, you might lose if you know, all that value is taken out of the share price and is moved into a dividend or something, right? Yeah, true. Uh, be careful, tread carefully, folks, with yeah. options. <laughs> Yeah, anyone who's holding cash secured puts doesn't have to worry anymore. I don't think we're going to see it go below 100 again. It's a bold, bold, so. bold claim. Bold claim. I Not investment so. advice. Yeah, I mean, he is a fund manager. <laughs> right, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> Not exactly a fund, but... Like a we all manage our own fund, fund so. don't we? Struggling. <laughs> Starving. Just need a bit of scale. Need some more super chats out there. <laughs> more, more, more than hundred dollars super chats. Those are great. <laughs> we need some Malaysian ringgits here. Okay. Um, the, the media, any other the media, you guys see? The, the media oh. is all over this though. With uh, 
uh, on our like punch card email, like I have it set to all of our punch card holdings the for the um, punch card portfolio. And normally you get like one or two, maybe three emails from all the companies that we have in there, the five companies. And then like the last three days, it's just been like 10 emails a day about Alibaba. It's been, it's been quite obnoxious. So the, the media is definitely on it as they always seem to be with China, usually very negatively, but now it's been all of a sudden very uh, positive or confused. So I don't know. That's investable. Yeah. Yeah. Un- uninvestable. <laughs> right. Exactly. Any other questions? Yeah. Any other comments on Baba? That's that's kind of the big that's the big news. Um, it, it, it's it's just weird because in in one way it's like it's very fundamental and at the same time it's really not. It's all the same businesses. It's nothing new, but it's just they're organized differently. But it feels so much different, and it does it does change the equation at least in some way. But it's just kind of weird because it's just like a structure thing, and um, structure can make quite a difference for a variety of reasons, whether it be liquidity of shares, the delisting uh, point you mentioned earlier, Karan, that's a good one. Um, and just overall like executive organization too, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, part, part of me one. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say part of me wonders if, um, if some group of investment bankers with a fancy PowerPoint walked into Alibaba a few months ago with, with this idea, but um, we'll, we'll see how it works out, I guess. Are you right. guys expecting anything in the, in the next quarterly earnings call from the analysts? Any questions that you guys are looking forward to? Yeah. Do, well, do you recall what the, um, what period of time is the next quarter actually going to cover? Uh, the Q1, right? Would it be? Oh, we have some chat. Thanks, Ma. (laughs) (laughs) Chat from Mrs. Duffley herself. um, uh, Wishing me a happy birthday, which is tomorrow. Um, It's today over here. Yeah, for both of you guys. Three hours, right? right Two hours. But uh, yeah, I got, uh, what, three and a half hours or so. Uh, or sorry, two and a half hours, and, and then I'll be uh, then I'll be there. Um, so I'm almost there. <laughs> Very nice. Go, Miss Stuffley. Yes, it's been, it's been a while since we've seen her in the chat. So, so thank thank you. I I uh, I'll be getting back up to Chicago sometime soon, but well, it's not going to be this weekend, but. So it, it, weather's warming up in Chicago, so you know it's got it's time to get back up there soon. But uh, it is yeah. it is premier weather down here in Houston right now, so it's tough to leave. I must say, I really understand the snowbirding thing. <laughs> but thank but thank you as always, mother. All right, Karen, <clears throat> is your mom watching right now, or is it too early? It's way too early. <laughs> she'll catch the stream later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the sun is coming up. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot brighter now. <laughs> if she was watching, she'd be smashing the like button, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as she says, um, when I ask, she does it. So that's just tremendous. Apparently, it's been, no, it's been, it's definitely been, uh, it says, uh, 
100 times because it's been 365 days or 364 days since we did the punch drunk portfolio. That's when we uh, started it. And we have looked at it since then very infrequently. Um, it's mostly it's mostly cash. <laughs> it puts actually, our portfolio to shame. So yeah, we don't it's, it's actually done pretty good um, relative to other stuff. Um, it's like, I feel like it's two thirds cash. <laughs> Jack, you've got another super chat. My, my goodness. Is that our Manson Arthur again? Wow. It is. Thank you. Wishing me a happy birthday this time with another super chat. We're just, we're, we're getting showered with riches today. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, They're contributing good... to the uh, Seritage, the Seritage uh, bag holders group. Recovery um, fund. <laughs> should we talk oh, some Seritage yeah. now? Oh. I, maybe as a transition, I should have you know that I am officially out of both Baba and Seritage. That's because I'm out of all of my public stocks right now. I've let you guys know recently. Um, but besides my retirement funds, I, I'll be kind of going over it in my net worth update tomorrow for, for the first. Um, but, I, but I actually sold all of my uh, public pu- publicly traded stocks that aren't index funds in my retirement accounts. Uh, and now I've uh, all that cash ready to go for um, a combination of some debt pay down and then reinvesting into my current business that I bought and then potentially another business down the line, but kind of trying to consolidate things even further and uh, decided to make that, make that move recently. So um, I'm no, no longer a shareholder as of a few days ago for, for both of these. Granted, they're pretty small positions relative to what I got going on now. So <laughs> for full disclosure and context, I suppose. Is it we, just we Burke have now? Yeah, I have uh, like two shares of Burke, Burke B for uh, for um, the annual meeting. The the rest is uh, cash or you know my existing business. Um, and I'll be selling my uh, Indianapolis rental as well, and that'll be another call it one hundred fifty thousand in in cash right there. Uh, so very very much uh, consolidating and moving uh moving backwards aging backwards <laughs> in the investment journey <laughs> yeah covered in covered in much detail on the podcast we, yes, we did um so stay tuned for that as well it's more about the kind of the rationale and that too and um I, I enjoyed our conversation tom i think i think people will enjoy the podcast though i don't want to toot my own horn as they say <laughs> tom when can we expect the podcast to drop well, I've, I've sent it off to my man, George, in Greece, who edits the podcasts. Uh, he's usually pretty good for a three or four day turnaround, I reckon. So I'll have to send him this clip so, so he knows that. But um, something like that. Maybe, maybe got, definitely the next week, I would think. You got the international editing crew now. How's it feel, Tom? Yes. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we've got a, a worldwide couple of people. <laughs> World, worldwide, how many? Uh, I've got one guy that does the podcast, and I've got uh, two that do the main channel videos. Kind of alternate between. between That's a pretty big change. Is I know you were doing everything yourself until very recently, I, right? I was. Yeah, it was a pretty major time drag. Um, yep. So yeah, saves a bit of time. Hopefully, the video quality is a little better than me editing as well. Um, yeah, I've noticed the audio the quality. Coming, you know. It seems like the audio was mixed a bit for a few of them, and it was, it was noticeably more pro sounding on a couple. Um, I did notice that pretty recently. 
Yeah, um, hopefully the more recent ones are better. Uh, I know I was a little bit all over the place with audio levels when I was trying to record it separately in Adobe Audition myself, but um, hopefully it should be much more consistent now. Good stuff. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my my YouTube expenses have gone up dramatically. But oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we can get some work done. You're playing the long game here. Uh, yeah. I, I know the feeling. Um, For sure. Uh, I have a, a good chunk of my editing done in Lithuania, so also part of the uh, international crew. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Jack, you've got some questions and uh, comments. Oh, from our man, from our man, Jason. Uh, what are you going to do with the cash from the business once debt is paid down back into stocks or don't yet know yet? So this would be further down the line. I'm trying to deleverage this year. Um, so I, I'm still focusing on that. However, as I was kind of talking with Tom about on the, uh, on the podcast, I definitely want to, I'm not going to say no to what I think is a great deal. However, I'm trying to be more, much more selective with that. Um, so if I can get something, you know, at one or two times free cash flow and it's adjacent to my current business or I get some sweet seller financing terms or something like that, that would probably be enough to pull the trigger. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to kind of work out how exactly I want to prioritize it. It is kind of dependent on deals as they come up. But otherwise, just any extra cash is still going towards debt pay down and getting rid of some of the higher interest stuff and just getting some space, more equity and um Everything's going. Everything's going to ideally a good place, regardless of whether it's debt pay down or build the cash pool now and getting ready to go. And I see this other question here. I'm not. Um, am I waiting or preparing for a recession? It has nothing to do with market timing. Um, I, I I don't know where stocks are going to be six months from now, and certainly not a month from now. Um, it's just uh, it just happened to be. I think I should move this into a different opportunity focus more on what I've got going on now rather than kind of dilute my attention and money into a bunch of little things. It's just, uh, I don't think it makes sense given what I'm trying to do, but it will, uh, it'll make sense to get back into stock, into stock soon enough to get back to Jason's question. Um, uh, just once I get more cash flow up, once I have a nice little business portfolio going and, uh, and, and it, it would make sense to get more defensive again. That's, that's what I'm kind of going for. What do you guys think? Nice. <laughs> Love it, hate it, don't care. Makes no sense. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Um, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I do I do feel slightly better having kind of this. It almost felt like a burden at some at some points having the stock portfolio just because of the return on invested brain damage just was not there. <laughs> I have all these little holdings and it's like okay, what if I make twenty percent on these? Like yeah, it'd be nice, but it's really not moving the needle. So um, that's why I'm really trying to put my money where my mouth is with consolidating and that goes for my attention as well. And whatever limited time I have, I want it to be going towards something I think has a lot of upside or, or is just more suited towards my goals right now. So, so that's, uh, that's been the big change in, in the past. <laughs> definitely ventures IPOing soon. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> no, I don't know about an IPO, but, uh, I, I have I have inquired with some some folks about raising cash um, for for certain deals, but uh, like if I come across a a great deal and maybe I don't have the cash for it, I'd be interested in bringing on some equity partners potentially and uh, 
some high level people. Hmm? Some high level people. Yeah, right. Some high level people. Uh, but that would be that's a lot more opportunistic and just kind of makes sense for everyone. I'm, it's not like an explicit goal. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> oh, without, without getting too much into that, I guess, um, should we talk into uh, talk about... It's like a good teaser for the podcast, just saying. It, yeah, it's, it is a good teaser. I don't want to spoil everything. Um, <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter too much. It's uh, it, Everyone's going to watch Tom's podcast regardless. They're, they're, they're not coming for me, they're coming for Tom. <laughs> so... Um, I mean, now that it moves markets. Yeah. So. <laughs> and with that said, let's get into Seritage. Uh, so, I mean, we had the major news recently that Matthew Peterson, uh, um, a Seritage whale at one point, uh, sold out, which was pretty was pretty significant news in the Seritage world. Um, I don't know if, Tom, you want to kind of explain what you learned there with what he was saying on your podcast? Yeah. That- yeah, yeah, sure. Um, just for full transparency, myself for um, for myself for everyone wondering, um, Matt and I had been trying to line that podcast up for a little while. And um, if anyone's listened to it, you would have heard us talk about the Turkish earthquakes um, that happened a, a little while back and all the damage there. So we actually pushed the podcast out a little bit. Um, when I initially planned to do the podcast, I expected it to be uh, sort of an update. I guess it was still an update to what I'd done with Matt in the past. I expect him to be quite positive on Seritage, really. Um, and I, I had heard a rumor from a friend that he'd um, perhaps sold out a Seritage. I confirmed that about five minutes before we hit record when he joined the call. So that was fresh <laughs> news to me at the time at the time of recording. Um, so, I was, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise to me as well, to be fair. But, yeah, long story short, uh, Matt's out of Seritage. I think he had about 1% uh also one percent exposure to seritage because uh, some of it was just straight up shares some of it was options he had uh, written but he was a reasonably substantial shareholder in the company um he kind of just is of the view that the situation's deteriorated a little bit in terms of how much cash he thinks seritage can liquidate he was thinking it would maybe be a little lower than the estimated range of i think 18 to 1850 to $23, maybe 15 or something. Um, but he's yeah, turned a lot more negative on it. So his, his letter to investors actually came out not too long after the podcast. If you, um, if you look up his letter, he's got kind of a table of assets, liabilities, and then like a per share liquidation value. Uh, he's got approximately $7. So um, that's kind of what he's thinking. I don't know. I'd don't be interested to hear. Find the letter. I think if you just go on Matt's website, uh, just search P- Peterson Capital Management. I think it's yeah. called or Peter- Peterson Funds. You should be able to find it. Uh, you may need to request access, um, but if you're on his mailing list, I think you should have received it. But anyhow, yeah, it, it was a major surprise to me. He was far more negative than than I would have thought. Um, I mean, I know he's done the work on it and he's followed it for a long time, but um, I also know other people that. I think have done the work on it and followed it for a long time that have much more optimistic valuations. So I'm, I'm really not sure where I stand on Seritage at this point. I, I probably need to go through the valuation exercise myself again, but not sure what you guys think about it. It's about the valuation, right? It's about the liquidation trust. That was kind of the key thing that, that was the key insight that I, yeah, I mean, that was his whole point that will trade at a discount because most people can't have access to it. I think that's kind of what uh, really 
was different than anyone else's thought that I've heard of. Jack, yeah. what do you think about that? I mean, it, ra- it definitely sounded the alarm bells. It's like, wait a second. Uh, it was just, it was very surprising given how it seemed, it seemed like it was all of a sudden just he decided, you know what, I've been completely wrong or like some, some sort of catalyst triggered it, but I don't see a real catalyst. It's just like he made some realization at some point. Cause he, up until like, you know, seems like days before we learned this news, he still had a lot of positive things to say about it, that they were buying. Obviously he still held it. it just it seemed like a very, str- very strange turn so quickly, but um, it, it definitely has me wanting to take a look at the, the valuations again. Um, Tom, we should, uh, we should try to do something together there. Maybe we can kind of split it up uh, with the 70 or so properties they have left. Um, sure. Cause I would, I would be kind of curious there uh, just looking at some <laughs> scenarios. If it's a, whatever cap rate plus or minus a few percentage points in either direction, what does it look like in all those scenarios? Um, Cause that's a pretty, that's a pretty big uh, drop off from, you know, the 18 to 24 or whatever that the company was advertising as, as their target. But seven is a, or six to seven is a very different story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the leverage obviously plays a role. I'd have to do the exact maths on it, but I right. think it's ballpark like a 25, 30% drop in asset value would have that bigger drop in the equity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it sounds quite dramatic, I guess, but the leverage will do that. I suppose. Right, yeah. It, it, I, yeah. I guess the, the move required is not as dramatic as, as yeah. Cause it's leveraged in either direction, which makes sense. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. Like um, we've also recently had another little nudge up in interest rates, but we've also had Seritage come out with the uh, um, full year earnings. I think it was. Um, yeah. There was some commentary in there around, uh, we might have to pull it up, but I think it was basically saying if current market di- conditions, you know, persist, it it will impact their ability to meet their distribution range that they've that they've put out there. But they haven't haven't come out with a specific update to that range. Um, they obviously met that big debt milestone kind of target yeah. of so eight hundred million not too long ago. Yeah, and it seems like there's a little bit of a pattern actually for those kind of following along. Um, of any time they do any big debt repayments, they seem to put out press releases roughly at the start of the month. So I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll see something in the next week or so. An, an April sure. Fool's letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. We paid off all our debt. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Jeez, that would be great. Actually, no, that'd be awful, but great at the same time. Yeah. Well, what is has this? Uh, has the Peterson news and any new perspectives from it, has that caused you guys to do anything? Um, I, I, I sold out, but for mostly other reasons that happened to be around the same time. So uh, I, I didn't look too deep into it afterwards as I was selling anyways, but I am, I, it does have me curious just uh, if people were missing something or if it's really just the market is dipping that hard um, and people didn't realize it. Yeah. Karen. I sold out, yeah. I had recently bought back in, but then I kind of had it as a cash equivalent. And I kind of sold it out. Just so use the cash elsewhere. What did you roll yeah, it into? Everything? A little, little bit of Paramount, a little bit of Berkshire. Turn there. I see. So that was enough. Yeah. 
I, I think cash yep. equivalent. I think cash equivalent was a reasonable way to look at it. Um, I am also out of Seritage. Um, again, pro- probably not fully for the reasons you, you might expect. I'd be lying if I said that the conversation with Matt didn't have some impact, but um, we've paid off a fairly reasonable amount of or all of like the floating rate debt we've got on our house at the moment. So that's been a major source of, uh, you know, we've funneled a lot of cash into that. Um, like the whole Silicon Valley Bank thing has has caused stock prices to go down on companies I'm interested in. Um, and I'm really for the first time in a position where I haven't had the cash line around to, to do stuff. Um, so that I know how contributed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That contributed a lot to that decision as well. I, I, I'm not rolling out getting in it again at some point, I would just have to redo the valuation. And I guess it depends what happens with the price as well. Um, but yeah, that that's where I'm at at the moment. I wonder if uh, Brad was in it as well. Brad right? was in it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he is still. Well, we're in the we have it in the punch card portfolio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the punch card portfolio is in it. It's in there. <laughs> it hasn't really caught many breaks. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have a we have a good criticism from Sam. Maybe we can wrap up with this. My only criticism of the panel is they are long-term value investors that are selling. Dun dun dun! Who got them? <laughs> Come on, clap yeah. back! You can't win them all, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to do better. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm going from I'm going from uh, call it you know 15 times earnings to two. Does that count for something? That that's value oriented. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> he says all love. Yeah. Did we miss a super chat from Jason? Oh, it yeah, was about yeah. Carvana. Yeah. It says Carvana is turned the corner. Very interesting things happening later this year. Stay tuned. Oh boy, <clears throat> Carvana, a fan favorite <laughs> for half the audience, and the other half very much not. Maybe not half. <laughs> but, uh, we'll have to, I mean, I haven't, I haven't looked at Carvana since probably the last time we talked about it, which was a while back. Um, has, um, has something changed, Jason? If you let us know in the chat. There was something about a debt swap that had gone recently that they're trying to do something with bondholders. Um Interesting. A shell game? Jason <laughs> know a lot more about it than I do. <laughs> I wonder. Maybe this this is a good one maybe to end on since we're talking about stuff we just sold. What is uh, your highest conviction bet from our friend Eunice? <laughs> well, Jack sold out of everything. So. <laughs> yeah, Houston cleaning. <laughs> Carpet and steam cleaning. Uh, yes. Yeah. Steam cleaning, tile cleaning, upholstery cleaning. Yeah. Uh, we just did some uh, franchise restaurants uh, here in town, um, and that should lead to some more business within a, a, a current owner has a few locations. So <coughs> that that could be a nice little vector into the commercial side. So it's all it's all going well so far. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the current bet, and more small businesses probably in the home services space would, would be the next uh, 
the next thing to look at as well, as well as a, a potentially acquiring a competitor of, I'm looking at one right now that just significantly dropped their price uh, and they haven't been able to sell it for a while. And, um, and we're trying to work something out there potentially. So uh, that's one, another reason to try and raise some cash um, rather than more and more and more debts. Eventually you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit careful at some point. Um, so I'm working on that right now. So yeah, that would be my highest conviction at the moment. Nice. Nice. What about you? My single largest position is Baba. So it'll be that. Well, now it's, like it's going to be a, portfolio. If it's going to be split point. up into six little bits, <laughs> is it still going to be Baba? <laughs> I guess if they still own it all, it wouldn't make too much of a difference. Yeah, I wonder. How, I wonder how that's going to work. Are you going to get dividends that are the shares, or is it, is it still just going to all be within one umbrella? Um, that will be interesting to see. Or I don't know. Once it gets to like maybe some price, I'll just sell it off and be like done, finished. I'm not dealing with this anymore. <laughs> True. <laughs> Everything Make it for another price. Heritage. Yeah. Um. What about you, Tom? Uh, sorry, I completely missed that conversation. I just messaged in our private chat to say someone's just driven up the driveway and I probably need to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're just asking, highest conviction bet? Oh, highest conviction bet. Uh, I mean, my largest position forever. Well, not forever. For a long time now, it's been Berkshire. So I don't know that that's highest. Like I was house? hoping for Thor. I was so hoping for I, Thor. I wanted him to say his house. <laughs> Paying off <laughs> <the bet. laughs> Yeah, probably not the case either. But um I don't know. That's a that's a boring one. If I had to pick an individual stock, I mean, my next biggest holding is Thor. So boring, boring is good here. All right. And on that, <laughs> that's a good spot to end. Um, yeah. With, well, that was a. I'm I'm curious to see where actually both of these will end up. I, I do want to entertain that uh, valuation exercise with you, Tom. For uh, yeah, we should do that. Plus, I'd be curious just for my own reference as a in the commercial real estate space, just see kind of what's going on there um, and a deeper level. So uh, with that said, appreciate everyone for stopping by. Um, definitely let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes, you can leave a comment below uh, or join our discord, which is linked in the description where you can pitch some topics there potentially. Uh, we'll be passing out some information pretty soon about a Berkshire meetup. I think it's just going to be me <laughs> there, but we will do a punch card Berkshire meetup planning for the Friday before the Saturday meeting. Um, so Friday evening, we'll do some sort of pretty casual meetup. Uh, and that'll be, it'll be great just to get a chance to meet fellow uh, punch card people. So that'll be fun. Uh, otherwise, subscribe, hit the like button, of course, if you haven't already, because that is very important to do. And if you haven't subscribed already, or if you have, go hit that bell icon as well. So you get a notification the next time we go live. Otherwise, thanks everyone and see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Punch Card Investing. The contents of this show should not be used as investment advice or as a recommendation to invest in a particular security. Please consult with a licensed investment advisor if you need investment advice. All investments carry risk and the potential for monetary loss. Thank you and see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.